Hallelujah. We've been in a series on evangelism, and this is the sixth message in our series on evangelism. And we've been looking at, number one, the heart of God from 1 Timothy chapter 2, where in verse 4, where it shares with us that his desire is that all be saved and what? Come into the knowledge of the what? The truth. That's the heart of God. Yes. And then we, we've seen that Jesus commanded us, we, we call it the Great Commission, but honestly it's the Great Command. Amen? Because he didn't say, please go. He said, you go. You go. Amen? That's a command. All right? He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature in Matthew chapter 28. Isn't that correct? In yes. Mark chapter 16, in Luke chapter 22, in John, and in Acts chapter 1, he says the same thing in other words. But he's still saying that our purpose in life, our mission in life is to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person. So we began to look at the definition of evangelism, and we saw that evangelism is simply sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ in the power of God and doing what? Leaving the results to God. Isn't that right? All right, so we then took that apart, and we did a message on sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing what the gospel of Jesus Christ is, and dealing with who Jesus is. And we're going to refer back to that today. We don't want to offend anyone, but we have to tell the truth according to the Bible. Amen? All right. So uh, we looked at that. Then we looked at the second part of that definition, not only sharing the gospel, but sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? Yes. So we talked about uh, when we go forth to share, we share in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we talked about the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Yes. Amen? Yes. All right. He is the operative power of God. We see him first introduced in the first chapter of Genesis. All yes. right, chapter, right after chapter Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we have Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, and it tells us that as, as God spoke, that the, 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 the Spirit of God hovered over. Amen? So he's the operative power of the Godhead. We look over in, in John chapter 14, chapter 15, where Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. He does not say that the Holy Spirit is an it. He does not say that the Holy Spirit is a force. He says that the Holy Spirit is an he. Amen? Yes. So he is a person. He is not something, just some air or some wind or something something like that. He is the third person of the Godhead. Amen? Amen? So we looked at that. We told you that we were going to be talking about do's and don'ts in evangelism because we want to, what we're doing is training all of us so that we can be the witnesses. So that we can go and tell people about Jesus. Amen? Amen. And so we introduced, because God just brought it uh, to us. We didn't know about the pocket testament, but he brought that material to us. So we're going to be actually doing, uh, using that as a witnessing to the pocket testament. And uh, the little book of, of John that you can put in your pocket. That's why it's, the, the organization is called the Pocket Testament. Amen. Because you can just put it right in your pocket. But as the Holy Spirit leads you, you can give it to someone. Amen. Alright, so we talked about that. Today we're dealing with religions. 
Now, God has changed it while I'm sitting right here. Remember, we pray before the service is at 10 o'clock. We ask God what, to, what, you know, what he wants to do in his way, to share the message, what he wants that's in his heart, to make us uh, uh, epistles that hear his heart and move with him. Amen? Amen. And so I'm listening on the inside to God to hear what he wants shared. And so as we are in praise and worship, I felt impressed to go just a little different way and then come back to all these notes that I have. Amen. <laughs> all right. So what I want to share with us today is, uh, the first, one of the first things I want to share is, remember that, there, that God is in the world. God made the entire world. Amen. Mm-hmm. And we looked at, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he says when he's about to make man, he made, made, made everything else first, made all the provision that man would need. He put all of that, the Garden of Eden that was there with every provision in it that man would need. And then after he had all of that done, he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Remember, we discussed that a little bit because of uh, dealing with the us there, meaning plural, our there, meaning plural, our likeness, our image, right? Yes. Uh, but he said, let us do it. So he's, he's dealing with the Elohim that is mentioned in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, when he says, in the beginning, God. That God, the word God there means Elohim. And remember, we discussed this. We discussed the part telling us that this is one God, three distinct personalities. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, what I want to deal with today is dealing with Jesus manifested in the flesh. That's the title of the message. Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. Do you understand that? Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. Now, because we're dealing with religions, it's important for us to know that one fact and truth, that reality. That Jesus is God, say that with me, Jesus Jesus is is God God manifested in the flesh. Amen? Amen. All right. Because this is what is the distinguishing factor between Christianity and every other religion. You've got to understand that. Now, Christians are made up of different people, different denominations, let's say it that way. Catholics, Methodists, Protestants, you know, all of these different denominations. But every Christian denomination understands and believes that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. Every Christian believes in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the three in one. If it does not, if a religion does not believe that, then they may be religious, but they are not Christians. Do we understand that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we understand this from the Word of God. All right. The Word of God is God breathed. The Word of God is God breathed. All right. So God spoke to men and told them what to write. And we see that from uh, Genesis from the, from the book of Exodus where God tells Moses what to write down and Moses writes. We see it with, with every one of the prophets, every one of the, the, uh, the scriptures. 
We see that. We see in the example of Ezekiel, the Lord said this and he wrote. Hosea, the Lord said this and he wrote. You know, those types of things. And then you get over to the New Testament and you see the same thing. Peter is writing and he shares how these these uh, prophecies, these this word of God is God breathed. All right. So this is what our basis is on, the word of God. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, let me go where God wanted me to go with this, because this is a different slant that he had given me all week where I've been studying and so forth. This is what he wanted me to share. When God created the heavens and the earth, all right, there was something that happened. And I think a question was asked last week of someone mm-hmm. about Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 or 3, it was, yes. where it talks about uh, darkness that was upon the face of the deep and, and uh, what happened there. And remember Pastor Joseph shared that the part that happened there is really found in Luke 10 where Jesus gives us a, 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 a glimpse of it. He says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Wasn't that his explanation last week? I saw Satan fall like lightning. And, 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 uh, and what happened? Because Satan, who was Lucifer, what he did was he decided in his own will, because God made every creation with their will. Amen. Yes. With a will. They had a choice. They could make the choice whether they would continue to worship him or not. Well, Lucifer decided not to. He decided that he would exalt himself above the Most High. Well, at that point, that was out of the will of God. That was out of the way of God. And therefore, he was dispelled from heaven, so to speak. Do you understand what he's saying? All right. And it is believed that that is how he got into the serpent in the garden to tempt Eve and Adam. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. All right. So there. Uh, so we see that there is God, the Almighty God, the True and Living God. The the, the Hebrews call Him Yahweh, yeah. uh, Jehovah, uh, uh, um, uh, and uh, El Shaddai. They called Him the different forms of Jehovah: Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Tzitkenu, Jehovah Rapha. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because He had these different characteristics. All right. But there is the God of the whole universe who created everything and everyone. All right. And then the New Testament shares with us that there is a little G God. All right. The God of this world, mm-hmm. which we know as the devil or Satan. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the purpose of Satan? Satan's purpose is that he wants to exalt himself above the most high. All right, so he put himself in direct conflict with the Almighty God. Do you see that? All right, now, when Adam and Eve sinned, and listen to my teaching here, okay, get it, get it, get it, get it. All right, Uh, when Adam and Eve sinned and went along with what the serpent said, who was being used of Satan, said, what happened was the dominion that God gave Adam and Eve all right, the, the dominion that God gave Adam and Eve, that was like the dominion that God had in heaven. Yes. Adam and Eve, in being obedient to the serpent or being obedient to Satan, submitted their dominion to him. 
when they were supposed to be the God, so to speak, G, a small, small G of this world, and have dominion and rule here in the earth, they gave that over, over. to Satan. Yes. All right, and that's how he became the God of this world. That's how, remember, when Jesus came into the earth and after his baptism, the Spirit of God took him. Are y'all following me? Yes. All right, yes. saying a lot. All right, but when Jesus came into the earth and after his baptism, the uh, the, the whole, God, the Holy Spirit, took him into the wilderness. Remember that? Yes. All right, and to be and took him there for the specific purpose. To Amen. be tempted by the devil. devil. Amen. Yes. Yes. So, so when he went into the wilderness and was tempted by the devil, remember one of the temptations. One of the temptations was he took Satan took him on a high plateau and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Now, how could he do this? And he says, Satan says, I will give this to you if you will do what? Bow down, Bow down and worship me. Isn't that what Satan always wanted? He wants the dominion. He wants to be God Almighty. Amen. So here is Jesus now in earth suit. Amen. Came into the earth as a baby. God became flesh. Here he is as a man. So now he's under the reign, so to speak, of the God of this world. Do you see what he's saying? So it was a temptation because look at what he was saying. Remember, I shared this with you in another message. Remember what he was saying when when Satan told him that that, uh, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. He was saying to him, instead of you having to go through Calvary, I will give you the men and women and children that you came here to get through your blood. You don't have to shed your blood. I'll give them to you. Now that was a temptation. All right. Now how do we know it was a temptation? Look at the Garden of Gethsemane. Look at what happened there. When Jesus understanding that he had to become sin for him, him who knew no sin had to become sin for all of us. He said, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup be removed from me. Yes, yes, yes. And he didn't say it once. He didn't ask for it twice. He asked for it three times. So when Satan in the beginning of his ministry would tempt him with, you know, I'll give it to you. It was a temptation. It was a temptation. All right. But he didn't go that way, did he? No. He said, he says, yo, we only, you, you only worship God and him only will we serve. All right. But the temptation was there. So we see now we have these two forces at work, so to speak, in the earth. We have God Almighty, the true and living God, and we have Satan, the God of this world. And those who refuse to believe in Jesus are in his kingdom, in Satan's kingdom. Whether they realize it or not, it's so anyway. Do you understand that? Whether people realize it or not. So, those who come the way of the cross, those who accept Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, as he says in John chapter 14, verse 6, those who do that are in the kingdom of God. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 tells us that God has uh, delivered us out of darkness. That's his, darkness is, is Satan's kingdom. And, and translated us over into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Do you see that? Yes. All right, so that was done 
That's done through our redemption. That's done when we accept Jesus as personal Savior and Lord. But we have to understand the Jesus that we are accepting. This is the difference between Christianity and other religions. Do you understand this? Now the God of this world has tricked man. Blinded men's eyes who refuse to accept this Jesus that we preach about. And has come up with other religions. Come up with other ways that you can be saved. Other than coming through that cross. Other than coming through Jesus. Other than coming through Emmanuel who is God with us. Not a God, but God with us. Do we understand that? Alright. And look at John chapter 1 verse 1. It says in the beginning was the what? Word. word. And the word was God. With, with God. And the word was God. Isn't that what it says? Alright. So whoever this word is that they're talking about in John chapter 1 verse 1 is with God and is God. Do you see that? Yes. Is God. Is Yahweh. Is Jehovah. Is Elohim. Is El. Is El Shaddai. Do you see what I'm saying? Not some little other force. Not some other little being. Not some created being. But he is God. Do we understand that? In John chapter 1 verse 1 it says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And you keep on reading down. You see that this Word created everything that's created. So he's a part of that. When in, in, in Genesis 1, 26, he yes. said, let us, let us make man in our image oh. after our likeness. So he is a part of that, whoever this word is. Amen? Yes. Then look in your Bibles at John chapter 1, verse 14. <coughs> John chapter 1, verse 14. It's still talking about this same word that it's talking about in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. Excuse me. The word was with God and the word was God. Amen. All right. Look down in John chapter 1 verse 14. It says that the word became what? The word became what? The word that is in the beginning with God and was God became what? Became flesh and did what? And dwelled among us. Dwelt among us. All right. And, And what else does it say? And we beheld his what? Glory. Glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Grace. Grace and truth. Now look who's speaking here. Who is the Holy Ghost using to write this book? John. John. All right. The Apostle John. So he's saying, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And then he says in verse 14, this Word, that same Word who is God became what? Flesh. Yes. And he says he dwelt among us. So John saw him, right? Yes. He dwelt yes. among He lived among them. Alright? He dwelt among them. And and what does it say? We beheld his what? His glory. glory. Alright, now he saw his glory many times, but two times in particular. Remember Peter, Jesus said to Peter, James, and John to come with him to the Mount of Transfiguration. There on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus was transformed. That's why it's called the Mount of Transfiguration. Amen. Jesus was transformed before them. They saw his glory. Do you see what we're saying? They saw his glory. All right. To the the point 
then Peter says, after, after they saw this, God spoke, the Father spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved Son. He said he did the same thing at baptism, at Jesus' baptism. When Jesus came up out of the water, right, uh, uh, John the Baptist is baptizing him. He comes up out of the water. He, uh, the Spirit of God appears, and then a voice comes from heaven. That's, a, that's another Trinitarian verse because we see God the Father. The, the Father speaks from heaven. The Holy Spirit is there, and Jesus is there. And God the Father speaks from heaven and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am what? Well pleased. All right. So Son of God is a term, is a deity term. It's a divine term. It is saying that this is God. Amen. All right. So here we see that Jesus, it is witness that he is God. In John chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 14, we see that John is saying that this word who became flesh is God. We saw his glory. We saw his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace, grace and, and what? Truth. truth. Full of grace and what? Truth. truth. Grace is the un unmerited favor of God, isn't it? And yes. in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says that by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift yes. of God. Yes. All right, so he's full of grace. He's that gift of God that's given to us. Amen? All right, not of works. You cannot be saved by working for it. Amen? Very important when you're dealing with Christianity and other religions. All right? Because there's something you must do uh, other than giving your life to Jesus in other religions to gain uh, grace, to gain uh, a relationship, to gain some... Uh, something in the king, in that kingdom. Do you understand right. what we're saying? But here we understand from Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it's by grace that you are saved uh, and not by works. Not by works. Amen? Now, are we to do works? Yes. 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 Because we are yes. saved. Yes. Not yes. to get saved. Yes. Right. There is a difference. Right. Isn't that a slight difference? But it's yes. a difference. Yes. And that's the difference between the high G and the small G. Do you see what we're saying? Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> the devil does not is not a creator. He can only uh, imitate, 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 imitate. Yes. All right. Imitate. He can't even duplicate. He can only imitate. All right. So what God says is Jesus is. Uh, he makes it very clear that Jesus is the one. Do you understand that? That Jesus is the one. Then he comes as Emmanuel in a baby, God with us. Isn't that correct? Yes. God, what is God telling us? He's God. God. All right, he's a baby, but he's God. All right, all God and all man. All right, so we see this in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see him as God. We see him as son of God, which is a term of deity. So we see him as son of man, which is a term for humanity. So he is God and man. Do we understand that? Very yes. important for us to understand. We get all of this from the word of God. Amen? Amen? But we do have those two forces. We have the God, not two forces. We have God Almighty and then we have the small g God. Amen? Yes. And they are at, they are, they are not equal. Uh, they are, the, the devil is trying to gain the authority. Alright? He wants to become God. 
Amen. But he cannot. And we know from Revelation that his end is the lake of fire. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. But between that time when he was thrown from heaven and the time he hits that lake of fire, he is out to do a job on humanity. The one creature that God has made that he wanted for himself. Yes. Do you see what we're saying? So, what he has done is he has worked in the minds of men and women who have who will not accept this Jesus who is Emmanuel, who is God manifested in the flesh, and has come up with some imitations. Yes. Do you understand this? Yes. And if we don't know the scriptures, then we can be swayed. The scripture tells us we can be tossed to and fro if we do not know what the Bible says. And most of these different religions that don't believe that Jesus is God actually win people who have been in church. Because they've been in church, but the church has not been in them. Do you see the difference? They don't know what the word says. And they come with their Bibles, not this Bible. I remember I gave you an example last week in reference to uh, one religion that, that just changed one little word. Put one little extra word in the scripture we just discussed in John chapter 1 verse 1. We say the word of God says in the beginning was the word, the Logos. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. All right, now look at what they've done. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was a, a God. God. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Just the devil trying to usurp authority over God. Mm-hmm. So you have men and women who have come up with great teachings, wonderful things, they've had charisma, etc., etc., but they've changed who Jesus is. And this is how you know the difference. If they do not believe that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh, then they are not Christians. I don't care how they come, what they share, uh, how how charismatic they are, how loving they are, how knowledgeable they are, it is error. And who caused it? The God of this world. Because they refuse to believe the true gospel of Jesus Christ. There is an example that our pastor shared with us, something he shared with us. He shared that there was a man who, with his profession, was to know the difference between between counterfeit money and the real money. Mm-hmm. And so someone asked this man, and I said to this man, well, you must really do a lot of uh, studying the counterfeits mm-hmm. to know, you know, the difference between the counterfeit and, and the real. Yeah. And you can just pick it out like that. And he says, no. He mm-hmm. says, I never study the counterfeit. That's right. Listen to what he said. I never study the counterfeit. Mm-hmm. I only study the real. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he says, so I only study the real. So when something comes up that is not the real, I automatically know it. Yes. Do you understand that we have to be the same way in reference to the scriptures, in reference to Jesus? And that's why we study. 
Amen. That's why we're teaching. Amen. That's why we're learning together. Amen. Because when we study the real, there are two things that are working on our behalf. One is the word of God. We should know it. So we know the real. We study the real. The other thing that is working on, the other person actually that is working on our behalf is the Holy Spirit. Because once we accept Jesus, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us. And so we may not know the details and all that, but there's something. Somebody will say something you say, hmm. Hmm. I don't know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, thank you, sweetheart. I don't know. Mm, but, mm, something, something, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we'll say something. You know, you know what I'm saying? But it's the Holy Spirit yes. who's actually t- letting us know it's something is something wrong with that. Wrong. You may not know yeah. the ins and outs of it. You may not know where the scripture is to show it. But, but something's something wrong with that right. teaching. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Do you understand the difference? Boy, I'm going, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost, because I did ask him to show. Show me how what the teacher what he wanted to hear what what he wanted to share amen all right so we have the the counterfeit and we have the real, the real thing yes. and if we don't know what the word right. says for ourselves you can be taken on a trip yes with the counterfeit do you understand what we're saying today you've got to know the word of God amen yes you've got to know the word of God now let me find out in my notes where I am <laughs> amen all right so you've got to know the real in, in Isaiah the, the Lord says that uh, God he is there's only one savior and he's it so it can't be another God the Savior of the world has to be God. Do you, yes, you understand yes. what I'm saying? The Savior of the world has to be God. God. Do you understand yes. that? Alright, so it can't be some other force. It cannot be just a create. Uh, it, can adjust. it cannot be a created creature. It cannot be a God other than the almighty, true, and living, one true living God. The Savior has to be God. If the Savior that we are preaching or hearing about from others is not God, then he cannot be Savior. Do we understand that? Alright, now this is the big thing. Where does a person put Jesus? Mm-hmm. Where does a person put Jesus? Where does, does the religion put Jesus? They can talk to you about the 144,000. They can talk to you about doing many works. They can talk to you about, you know, there's no other life but this life. And when you're gone, you're gone. When you're dead, you're done. You know, they can, talk, they can take you on a high trip. Uh, let me change that. They can take you on a low Trip. Amen. Telling you different things and getting your attention uh, away from the one main thing. So when I'm talking to people who may knock at my door or when I'm sharing, they may share something with me. When I'm out there talking to people about Jesus, they may share something else with me. I ask one question. Who is Jesus to you? That's right. Is he the way? The truth? The life, or is he a way, a truth, a life? There's a difference. 
Who is he to you? And if they do not know or do not say or do not believe that Jesus is God, then they do not believe the Jesus that I believe. They may be saying the name Jesus, but they don't know the same Jesus. Now you can go back to my teaching uh, in reference to that first uh, characteristic of the definition of uh, evangelism. Uh, I think the name of it, what, evangelism is simply sharing the gospel. I think that name of that particular series is the, uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ. In that one, I share all about the deity of, of Christ. Okay, so you can go back and get that teaching in reference to that. But what we need to understand is the person who accepts Jesus must accept the Jesus who is God, Emmanuel, God with us. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. They can talk about Jesus, but that doesn't mean it's the same one. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? If he is a God to them, then he is not the God that we serve. If he's a created being of the angels and all of this stuff that people say, that he is not the Jesus that we are talking about. Do you understand that? This is so very important because here is the difference between life and death. This is the difference between the true and living God and the a God. The God of this world. Do we understand that? Alright, because remember, Satan comes to blind the minds of those who will not believe. That's right. And some who have not believed in the Jesus of the Bible have been used of Satan to create religions that are so close that if you don't know your word, you will not know the difference. Yes. Do we understand You understand what we're talking about today? All right. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Only begotten son is a deity term. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him, this son, would never perish but have everlasting life. All right. Uh, In 1 John, look at 1 John chapter 5 verse 7 with me. I haven't taken you to many scriptures today, but you have scriptures that we gave out last week. You have scriptures from the other series that you can go back and look at. Is that correct? Look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 7 with me. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. And what I may do is just just re- share with you the scriptures so that they can be um, on the uh, tape on sermon.net so that you can actually go back and study them for yourself. But I'm particularly going to uh, this particular scripture now. Look at First John chapter 5. Look at verse 7. <clears throat> First John chapter five verse seven. <clears throat> All right, let's read it together. I, oh, I'm reading from the King James version. Read your version to me first. I think we, we you all have the New King James. Read what it says. Out loud, please. The Father, the Word, 
Okay, so it does say the same thing in King James. But there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, right? The Word, who is God, right? In John chapter 1, that Word. John chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 14. The Word. And who? The Holy Holy Spirit, right? And these three are one. Are one. Do you see that? Yes. All right. And I'll read the rest in verse 8 going on. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. One. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Amen? Mm -hmm. We drink a little wine. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. Do you see the witness of God here? He that believes on the Son of God, deity term, has the witness in himself. Do you see that? He that believes not God has made God a what? A liar. Do you see this? Because he believes not the record that God gave of his son. Now look at what the record is. This is the record, verse 11. God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his who? Son. In his son. Talking about Jesus. Isn't that correct? Yes. He that has the son has life. And he that has not the son of God has not what? Life. Life. Very clear, isn't it? This is clear. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life because you believe on the name of the Son of God and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Do you see that? Let me take you to one other scripture right now. I'm going to take you to others. But 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Let's look at it together. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and it says in this verse and without controversy great is the mystery of godliness now look at the mystery of godliness because it's going to define the mystery of godliness here God was what? manifest in the what? flesh so God was revealed in the flesh here's the mystery of godliness God Not a God, not a creation of God, but God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. Isn't that correct? All right, so who who are they talking about here? Look, God uh, was seen of angels. Preached unto the Gentiles. Who was preaching to the Gentiles? Jesus. Jesus. Believed on in the world, right? He was in the earth, right? Even after his resurrection, he stayed on the earth 50 days. Isn't that right? All right. And then he was what? Received up into glory. Who is it talking about? Jesus. The mystery of godliness is God, you see that, was manifest in the flesh. Do you understand that? Our message today is Jesus, God, manifested in the flesh. The difference between us as Christians and every other religion. Do we understand that? Now, how do we accept this Jesus? 
It says in Romans chapter 10, verses nine, verse 9, it says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, talking about the Jesus of the Bible, the one who is God manifested in the flesh, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, then we are what? Saved. Do you see that? That's how we accept him. That's how we are, are delivered from darkness and translate it over into the kingdom of his dear son. Do we work for it? No. no. When we look at Calvary, that's where the work was done. Do you understand that? When Jesus became sin for us, to the point that he would cry out, My God, why have you forsaken me? Understanding that he had to be separated from God because he became sin. Right. Do you understand? He wasn't a sinner. He didn't have to get saved. That's another religion. All right. He became sin for us. The one who knew no sin so that we, the sinners, might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is not till we understand the wretchedness of our sin that we can understand the depth of the price that Jesus paid for us on Calvary. Amen. Amen. And Jesus, who is God manifested in the flesh, had the power to pick up his life. Do you understand that? But he didn't. He laid it down. Hallelujah. So that we could be saved today. Isaiah 53 speaks of that. How God did it and he was happy to do it. Yes. To give that his son. So that he could gain many sons. Many children. Alright? So so Jesus was that seed planted so that he could gain a whole crop. Hallelujah. And that's the Jesus that we're talking about. That's the Jesus that Christians believe in. Amen? And if you've not accepted this Jesus, then we are inviting you today to come to know him as your Savior and Lord. The one who is called Emmanuel, God with us, the one who is manifested in flesh. Amen? Amen. God manifested in the flesh. Let's pray together. You can pray this prayer with me. Father, I believe, I believe that Jesus died for me. That Jesus died for me. I believe I believe that you raised him from the dead. Please forgive me of my sins. And Jesus, come into my heart. And live your life in and through me. In your name I pray. Amen.